Thanks for coming on again, Ed. And um, I just want to sort of introduce Ed briefly to everyone who's listening. Um, it might be worth going back and actually having a listen to, we've done two other podcasts with Ed, one where he gives us a background of everything, and I'll link that in the description below. And the other one where we did a really interesting um, question and answer for um, sort of things that the community have sent in some questions that they sent in and we went through that so that's linked down below as well um, but for those that haven't watched those two are you able just to give us a really brief introduction to who you are Ed and, and what you do? Sure thanks very much David um, yeah it's uh, Ed it's an I'm a, I'm a an associate at uh, Seddon's um, I specialize in real estate finance so what that means is basically I'm a property lawyer who advises lenders and banks on bridging and development type deals. Um, so that's uh, what I do. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you to uh, to David, to yourself, David, to uh, for, for inviting me back on. Um, I, I would, you know, hasten to add that it's been a very um, interesting and successful previous couple of podcasts that we've done, um, which has resulted as um, we were just discussing before we went on air in you know new new clients um, coming through and lots of interest so I'm, I'm delighted to be back here again basically so thank you no that's great and i'm really happy to hear that um, as i said earlier and if anyone is looking for a an awesome uh, solicitor to help them either from the lender's perspective or if you're looking to do something um, privately do get in touch with ed um, all his details will be in the description as well. Um, so hopefully that'll be fine. But today's sort of chat, we want to basically get a, a view of the market from the solicitor's perspective. So we've got Ed on, um, and I just want to have a, a sort of quick discussion about where you think the market is at the moment in terms of, from your point of view, are things busier than they have been? Are they quieter? Um, where are we? I, I think um, there is no doubt that things are quieter than they have been. Um, quieter, I think the best probable comparison is um, this time last year or any, you know, any previous sort of November. Typically, you would expect building up to Christmas um, that the market does get very busy because people want to complete deals before the end of the year and we're very much now building into that period obviously we're not quite there yet but I would say that um, in my opinion and in our experience uh, you know things have been busier in in previous in previous years so um, you know it's not all uh, doom and gloom there are deals out there things are happening um, all the time and we are busy but we're not as busy I would say that we have as you know as we have been in in, in previous years have you noticed um, like any difference between the sort of business that you're, you're actually getting um, or is it kind of just an overall reduction across the board? I think um, I think there is a, a change in emphasis somewhat. I think there are, you know, more refinances, more loan rewrites uh, from from the same lender potentially to go into a different product once, um, you know, a short term uh, bridging loan has come to has come to term. New, new, new terms have been offered, etc. So more of that kind of work, um, and yeah, ra rather than 
purchases certainly put it that way um so yeah definitely um a, a, a change in emphasis um and i think you know that just has to be reflective of the property market generally as i think you all appreciate and anyone listening will appreciate too yes it was interesting i was talking to um uh, another broker yesterday um or or a broker rather um and he was saying that obviously the the refinancing side of things is hard but it, it is what's keeping things going people coming off their sort of standard rates or their fixed rates on the sort of regulated side and then obviously a lot of bridges coming to an end where the exits haven't been as easy to to get especially if the exit was a refinance um and talking to the developers we work with as well the sort of the sales of the the new bills that they've done have been a little slower than, than normal so it seems a little you know a little bit slow uh, but i'm hoping things will pick up obviously i've seen and you might have noticed that some of the sort of standard mortgage rates have dropped a little bit recently and i'm hoping that will sort of kick in um what have you sort of got any hopeful thoughts that, from your point of view um, or thoughts at all on where we might be going? Um, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm no economist, you know, I've got opinions I, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, as you just mentioned, you know, um, rate cuts, etc., may provide the stimulus that, um, that we require um, for the market to, to pick up. But yeah, definitely picking up on, on a point that you, you just made in terms of, you know, where and what people are doing with properties that are already in charge, etc. I mean, I've seen, for example, several deals that I acted on where um, the the loan initially was um, a bridging loan subject to an exit for various units and a new build to be sold. And then uh, because, quite frankly, of the market, um, what's happened in actuality is that it's turned into a refinance or a different product and the borrower um, is now, you know, uh, letting those particular units on a buy-to-let basis. So that kind of morphing of, um, of product and use of an asset is certainly something that we've, um, we've seen. You know, in terms of the, the shorter term, I'm hopeful and would expect, notwithstanding what I said earlier, that, you know, December will be a busy month because it always is. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. And hopefully, yeah, yeah, things, will, hopefully things will pick up more, more generally because of, um, you know, because of the rates, et cetera, et cetera, as, as we've already alluded to. But um, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I do think, yeah, but black swan events and and the um, not that there's one currently quite going on, uh, you know, at the moment. But you know, the world has not been helped, no doubt, by the last few years. And there's all sorts of um, you know things going on at the moment, which I think impact global economics. And uh, you know, we can only hope for better days and better things ahead that will hopefully um, alleviate the sort of slow down that we're currently experiencing and hopefully it'll be short term yeah it's been a, a rough couple of years to say the least i think but um i think since 2020 so yeah we can only get better as they say um you mentioned obviously a lot of people uh 
sort of transitioning and maybe being a bit more flexible within their own products as in going from bridge to buy to let within um, their own sort of product range. Um, has there been any sort of, have you noticed anything with the sort of underwriting or the, the sort of convincing side of things that you, you're working on or the, the property side where the lenders are actually sort of being a little bit more flexible to get the deals done or are people actually being less flexible because of the, the inherent risks in the economy at the moment as in taking yeah, I, 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 I actually think it's probably it's probably the latter I think you know if any given lender I think there's a differentiation to be made I think if any given lender already has a property in uh, in charge and they're working with that particular borrower and that particular borrower you know, is struggling to realise the initial exit, then we would hope that, uh, you know, I'd say responsible, but that's not quite the right word. But, you know, a, a good lender, responsible or otherwise, will do what they can, shall we say, to work with that borrower to assist um, and do what they can to keep the deal um, or the loan alive and maybe morph it onto another product. If you're looking at, however you know, a lender refinancing another lender or financing a purchase, then I think we are finding that lenders are probably being more risk averse than less risk averse. So taking less views and being more stringent. And I think they can afford to be in inverted commas. Um, there are less deals to work on, I think, for everyone. So, you know, um, that I think is bound to result in there being, you know, more caution uh, being taken. But, um, you know, I think people are still being sensible and commercial, but I think, you know, everyone is being a bit guarded. And there is no doubt as well, and I, I don't know whether you've seen this, I'm interested in your views in a moment, but, you know, I think it is very fair to say that repossessions are rising and have risen slightly over the last uh, period or so what, what what are your views on that particular last point in your yeah, experience it is a, it's an interesting one because we've had um like i don't personally get involved in that side but we've been fairly lucky and we've been working with the borrowers that we have in order to uh sort of prevent as much of that as possible uh, which obviously is never the the ideal outcome um but yeah it wouldn't surprise me uh, if we see over the next sort of little while, especially because we know some of the refinances that we're expecting to repay us are taking a little bit longer um, or just not happening at all. So things are having to change, exit plans are having to change. So uh, eventually that may lead to, to an increase from our point of view. But the space yeah. obviously we lend in, um, there, there's always it's always a little bit messier. Um, there, there's always sort of less clear uh, sort of exits um so we, we're working with people at the moment but yeah i can see that happening sort of rather soon um and on yeah the, going back sorry, to I, was, I was gonna say sorry to, to cut in there but you know as i described i mean that's that's what i'd expect and that's you know re responsible lending and you know you do what you can and i think it's important uh that borrowers and lenders as far as possible maintain transparent communication because I think the last thing anyone wants 
and this goes to any walk of life really doesn't it but you know panic at the last minute because things aren't quite what everyone hoped they would be so I think to maintain that dialogue between all parties is uh, is very important and um yeah not giving you tips about how to run your business but I'm sure that's the sort of thing (laughs) that you that you will be doing no it is a key pillar i think for most lenders that they're treating customers fairly but at the same time you've got to look after your sort of business uh, and make sure you're not letting things absolutely and it actually doesn't benefit anyone sometimes if you just let the interest build up and build up so uh, no tough tough absolutely i mean you know there there is a line clearly and if it's crossed then you've got to do what you've got to do um again as one does in all walks of life as well so yeah there there are commercial realities uh, obviously that come into play and uh, you know we're in a very uh, real hard-nosed world here and uh, you know and business is business at the end of the day but notwithstanding that you know communication to the point of point uh, a point to, until the point of no return i think is important so yeah yeah as uh, going back to obviously the, the sort of taking views and things have you noticed um uh, that from the lender's perspective have there been sort of more deals that sort of fall out of bed um going through the legal process than because of that or is it uh, are the views more on an underwriting sort of front that they're just willing not to sort of flex quite as much if something a little unusual comes up and say for example um have you seen a de- a decrease in people accepting no search um insurance and uh, for the title searches and and that kind of thing um no i wouldn't say so i think in my experience on that specific point um lenders have their particular policy and appetite for no search insurance and i don't think that 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 has that that has changed um so you know any some of my some of my clients operate on a no search and title insurance basis for all of their loans some are flexible and the flexibility is usually down to um you know time scales and and remains as such and uh you know whatever works for both parties so yeah i don't i don't think that aspect has changed and um, to be frank so on that specific point so what was the what was the beginning of that particular it was, question it was in terms of if yeah. any deals were sort of falling out of bed because of the lack of um willingness to to maybe take views on any sort of legal points more than yes I, I i well yeah I, I think the answer to that is is yes um i mean i've had a couple of deals in the last week or so that have unfortunately gone abortive um for a variety for a variety of reasons um where yeah you may have expected previously you know a lender may have taken a view um but uh in these particular instances you know that hasn't been the case and um you know unfortunately because of yeah, because of because of legal issues that have arisen um, during the course of the uh, you know the due diligence, the the deals have um, have fallen out of bed, quite frankly. So you know, not necessarily at an underwriting stage at the initials, but you know, during the um, the progression um, when one really gets into the detail. What are the sort of things that have killed the the deals? 
well know, so for, for any specifics necessary yeah no so for for example you know uh not taking a view on satisfaction of pre-commencement to works um conditions attached to a planning permission you know something like that where you know sometimes you may advise your client that you know frankly that particular condition or a particular condition hasn't been uh, hasn't been satisfied and previously you know they may have taken a view on it and something they've worked with the borrower to to deal with um post completion but you know um I, I would say you know something that's quite onerous still to be satisfied information to be provided um a lender may say well you know that's going to take you x amount of time now to do still and we're not going to take the risk that it's necessarily going to be signed off by the local planning authority and you know we haven't got time it's not going to work to wait for that to happen so we're not going to take a view we're not going to wait very sorry you know and the deal's fallen out of bed yeah well yeah that's uh yeah because th those sort of things are odd ones and it's like i guess it is very much deal dependent and you know, I can't really comment on that, but <laughs> on those. But yeah, it's it, it's strange if if certain places were more flexible. I can see why. You know, that it, it's difficult, and it's something like that. If they start doing it without the the conditions, it's it can be a pain. Um, and I, obviously, I, I kind of want to jump topics here slightly um, because, and you mentioned at the start, obviously, you managed to to get a couple of clients off the back of of being on here, which again. I'm really quite uh, pleased that, and obviously do get in touch, as I said before, uh, with Ed. And obviously the whole point of the, the podcast is kind of to create a little bit of a, a community and get people sort of talking to each other and getting to know the guests. And on that, when it comes to the actual sort of law firm side of things, what are the sort of things you guys do in order to actually attract sort of new business? Um, sort of how's the marketing work? Um, I, well, I think there's any any number of different things. Obviously, something like this. Uh, so, increasing media presence on social media platforms, whether that's uh, verbal, i.e., a podcast, whether it's written. So, we put out quite a lot of um, you know, hopefully interesting updates, legal updates on places like LinkedIn. Um, we attend networking events. Um, I would say the majority of our clients and even new clients, well, especially new clients, comes from from word of mouth and reputation. Um, but I do think, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong believer and advocate in uh, marketing and business development. You know, one should never rest on one's laurels. One should always be pushing um, to open new avenues. And I think uh, the more that one does of any number of things broadly within a networking type capacity, getting out and about communicating um, is likely to lead to, to that. I mean, certainly, um, you know, one truism, I mean, you may recall, and the, the listeners may even recall, although perhaps not, I, I you know, I had a previous career in, um, in, uh, in recruitment and, you know, that was very uh, hands-on in terms of the requirements to be out there marketing and, uh, you know, developing new business. And one, one thing I'd say is if you, if you don't ask the question, then you're never going to get the answer, right? So, you know, I I I take the view that we should always be asking people, um, putting ourselves forward, um, irrespective of anything that comes via reputation 
and via word of mouth. It's always good to push the boundaries and to try and push uh, push the message and um, the expertise and to have the belief in what we do being that good that people will, um, when we communicate with them, when we make them aware of ourselves, if they weren't already, um, you know, for them to uh, to hear that and, and, and that can often, you know, get the required result. Um, you know, so yeah, that's that's something that I would I would say. You know, so it's all about being proactive. It's all about asking the question, in my opinion, um, and it's all about um, backing it up with um, with what we're able to to produce and offer in terms of you know service and advice at the end of the day, because that's what in this business people require and uh, you know what it's all about. Yeah, no, that, well, that's good. Just 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 one thing I would uh, add. Um, we, we are delighted that um, that's the Seddon's real estate finance team. Uh, we um, we uh, recently won the um, Solicitor of the Year award in the uh, Bridging and Commercial Awards. Um, so Solicitor of the Year 2023 in the Bridging at the Bridging and Commercial Awards, um, which was a, which is a big um, accolade for us and something we're delighted to um, to pick up. And I think you know. And that goes to and is testimony to our our work that we do in our in our team and the expertise that we have. And um, yeah, it, it's something that, for example, that goes on all of our emails now at the moment. That's I guess very um, low level marketing, but that's something obviously that we would flag and we would do. And yeah, there's plenty of um, social media um, coverage for that that we put out as a firm to um, you know push that. Uh, recognition and to put it out there so that people can see and know about it um, and and you know there's no doubt on the back of that particular award uh, we will and have picked up um, traction and hopefully clients as well specifically oh brilliant and yeah congratulations I think thank uh, you yeah that's a, a pretty big one really and I, I know obviously and it part of it is it's voted by um, some judges isn't it some industry um professionals if I'm not mistaken there's a panel of judges um, and they look at sort of testimonials and everything I believe anyway if I'm mistaken um, never mind <laughs> no no you're, 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 you're absolutely you're, you're, you're absolutely right and and you know that that's why it is quite I mean there's all sorts of awards out there and um, you know um, I'll talk about this one solely because it's the one that we are uh, very familiar with and we're delighted to have won but you, you're absolutely right and it's it's very rigorous hence hence it's great to have won it and um, without going into too much detail or boring uh the, there are two as i understand it there are two uh rooms of judges on a judging day who judge every category and they're split across broadly speaking a room of judges who are lenders and a room of judges who are brokers so each uh each room um, so the lender judge and the broker judges will vote on the Solicitor of the Year award, for example, um, and every award that comes up. So it's uh, it's taken very seriously, and yeah, you're you're right that it is it is decided by uh, by judges. There you go. Yeah, which you know that in itself, and I think it has some sway. You know, people can send in testimonials and everything, um, and just the fact that people would do that is obviously. Just goes to show obviously you are good and that's why we use you obviously as a firm just being transparent with everyone uh, <laughs> a lot of our lending uh, does go through uh said and, and they are really great so um but the you mentioned obviously um as part of the marketing that you guys put out sort of uh, i guess 
thought leadership sort of updates that kind of thing is there anything interesting lately that's come out any sort of legal cases that are interesting or any sort of deals or anything that you guys have done that sort of stand out that might be interesting for the listeners um put you on the spot there <laughs> yeah no, well yeah there, there are various uh important uh important changes to various parts of um legislation that impact our our practice at the moment um and all property practice so you know without without going into details of the rigors and the whys and wherefores um the Building Safety Act uh, 2022, um, which you know goes further and beyond um, the sort of issues associated with um, you know with cladding, which I think everyone's been uh, or everyone will be more familiar with. Um, you know, so I, I would advise that um, you know that's something that people in all property uh, walks of life, uh, borrower, lender. Um, obviously solicitor needs to be aware of and the changes that that um is having and the and the concerns that it's having i mean basically it's a whole set of legislation um which is designed around ensuring uh the safety of higher higher risk high-rise buildings etc um the the mechanics of it are really quite complex but suffice to say um you know anyone living in or buying or involved in a property which falls into that category and um, you know would be well advised to get advice on on uh, on all the repercussions of that um certainly prior to uh, to prior to purchasing and whatever else but um yeah and also another another thing that i would mention is the um the um the reforms and changes which are still yet to be fully uh, passed in respect of um, uh, rental properties and specifically um, the uh, the changes that may happen when and if um, Section 21 notices are abolished. Now, Section 21 notice is a notice that's served by a, a landlord on a tenant um, renting a property pursuant to a short shorthold tenancy agreement and which allows the landlord to take possession of the property on no fault grounds from the from the tenant um, and basically the way that the legislation is moving is uh, in such a way as to provide um, more protections from the tenants perspective um, and there's talk of but it's yet to happen that um, you know section 21s will be will be abolished and that's a big area of um, of uh, changes in the you know buy to let market etc um which again if you're a landlord out there or if you're considering a buy to let portfolio if you've got a buy to let property or if you're a tenant um etc you know i would advise that uh, you should um take advice on and uh, look into because it's um it's going to if it goes through have a have quite an impact yeah because i think if that does happen obviously like we've got one um it would be a um it's an interesting one because i can see it from both sides it, it's sort of yes somebody wants to be able to if they're paying the rent and they're they're not doing anything wrong you know it is their home technically um so it always seems a little unfair but obviously it is the 
landlord's property so it's a it's a tough one and I, i'm yeah i wouldn't want to come down and i'm sure if that does come into play we'll have to have a we could probably do an entire podcast on on just that so look out for that everybody but um i'm conscious of the time as always it is only 30 minutes in finance so i will i think we can wrap up there for now but i do want to thank ed again so much for his time um and like i said all his details are down below um so and if he wants to let you know where can we find you ed i um, yeah you, my, my contact details um is that what you mean ed.zanima at sentence.co.uk or um I'm on LinkedIn uh, geographically. Our offices are in uh, New Cavendish Street. Um, the only thing I would add to all of that is, um, you know, Seddon's as a firm is a full service law firm. So we don't only advise on uh, property aspects, specifically real estate finance included in my, uh, in terms of what I do, but, you know, we advise on family law, corporate commercial employment um, and all the other things that you'd expect, uh, you know, a, a, a full service law firm to be able to offer advice on. Um, so whether you're um, an individual or a, or a business, um, you know, please do get in touch and uh, we can refer you to the requisite specialists within Sevens. Oh, that is perfect. And yeah, do get in touch with Ed, everybody. Um, and thanks so much for your time, Ed. Appreciate it.